0: This is your videocast for the week of December 7th as we record this on Wednesday, December 9th. Typically at this very moment, our team would be headed to Indianapolis getting geared up and ready for the biggest racing trade show on the planet, PRI, at the Indy Convention Center. But correctly so, the PRI folks said, yeah, yeah, no go. This year in the midst of all that's going on in the world in this second or third, I guess, surge in COVID cases, uh, they they called things off. So this group of thousands of racing fans and industry people would normally be descending on the Circle City right now. Instead, we are at home gearing up for what will, will be our busiest Derek January and February ever. I am Michael Rigsby inside the DirtOnDirt.com and Flow Racing Studios alongside D. Suave, Derek Kessinger, who I just mentioned. And Suave, I have to ask you. Not counting the nightlife, okay. This, so n- this doesn't count you and the Dyer's Top Rods guys getting drinks after the show. Not counting the nightlife, the bars, and the social socialization. What will you miss most about PRI, which you will not be attending for the first time in eight or nine years this year, right?
1: First and foremost, I'm going to go uh, Stephen A. Smith here. I'm growing very, very, very depressed. It's just, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one of the few things. Uh, I mean, I enjoy a lot of things, but it's. I like going to Indy. The best thing about the thing, in terms of the trade show itself, I like hanging out at the Integra Shocks place. You get to see all the drivers, all the news and notes, all the breaking news.
0: It's Late Model Central at Integra.
1: And I also like the Lucas Oil Banquet. They have the best food at a banquet (laughs) I've ever had. So shout out to Forrest Lucas and the gang there. That's always a fun time. Sometimes it may take a little too long, but I love that event. And, yeah, it's just crazy. First time since 2011 I have not been to a PRI. I never got to go to Orlando you were lobbying for a
0: return to Orlando this week. Yeah, that would been
1: nice. Yeah, Everything's opened open up there. We could have had it there.
0: It's—I uh, don't know about letting a hundred thousand race folks come True. into town. That might be a little bit much. Yeah, it's kind of so.
1: crazy though that March we're saying no PRI, and then that's nuts and mind-blowing to me.
0: I made a joke last week that PRI is not exactly my favorite thing in the world to do. I don't hate it or anything, but I am so busy, as, as everybody, Derek is, that there are other uses of my time that I could, uh, I could probably be utilizing. I think part of it is, for me, that I see all these people all year, Derek, that we see at PRI, so going to another city and seeing them all again is kind of meh to me, if I'm being honest. It's kind of, it's kind of meh to me. Uh, just as someone who travels a ton, I would prefer this week at home if I could get it. But I'll be interested to see, does this shift the idea, Derek, of PRI at all? Do we come back in 2021 and it is the biggest PRI ever? Or do some companies say, you know what, we didn't go this year. There was no trade show. I don't know that we need to go to PRI again. What do you, do you think? Or what do you think? Biggest one ever, status quo, or a little bit less in 2021?
1: I think it's too, too close to call, I think we should say, with the, all the election stuff going on. But... I don't know. I think people are going to look at their numbers early in this 2021 season and saying, "You know what? This really hasn't affected our business. Do we really need to spend this extra money and going?" But we talked to so many people. How much? How many people love the event? The,
0: the, the, it's in, absurd. The the industry people, the manufacturers, all that—they love it. I mean, the your Dyer's top rods, guys, right? That is a vacation for them. It is they, for Mike Norris. That's for no, sure. Uh, yes. No doubt about it. They love the the revelry of it. And it, listen, it's as much about after PRI as it is That's PRI. when the deals are made. <laughs> oh, you always say that, Rigsby, the nightlife. <laughs> we make a joke all the time, and people in the industry listening to this, I always get so sick and tired of being when I'd go to PRI for the first time, they'd say, hey, you know what? Nobody gets deals done in the show. It's afterwards when the deals are done, and I just want be like, shut up. That's, that's idiotic. There's nine hours during the show. Can we just get the deal done here? I don't need to go meet you at, what is it, Slippery Moose? What are all these places? Slippery Sli- Noodle. <laughs> Slippery Noodle. But I am going to miss
1: Dollar Beer Night at Howl at the Moon. Piano bar, always a good time. So all right well, 2021, I'm coming for you. That's good.
0: I was throughout the course of the show. I was gonna have Derek pop in with a random thing that he loves about PRI is Dollar Beer Night at uh we'll open
1: up with that. Okay,
0: Dollar Beer Night at Howl at the Moon is where we're starting with. Okay. We will revisit that during the course of the show. I'll be asking Derek his his random favorite things about the PRI show since we don't have it this year. We did think the week of PRI, though, our video cast would tackle top news items around the sport of dirt late model racing and also glance the best silly season news. We discussed that a little bit with Ben Shelton and Kevin Kovac last week, but we didn't really draw it out. So today our own Robert Holman and Dustin Jarrett will join us on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline to do that in a few minutes. And also, Derek, big-time guest today, big-time guest, the three-time Lucas Oil Series champion Jonathan Davenport will be on with us later. We'll talk some late model tidbits with him and see maybe if he can bounce back a little bit in 2021 after what I think he would call a down year in 2020. We're going to have Jonathan on in about 30 minutes. Before that, Derek and I typically hit this on the Gateway Dirt Nationals week. Uh, the, the pre-show, Derek and I would do what we're about to do, but that's another thing we don't have this year in Gateway. So he and I are going to start that now. The silly season moves. Derek, not a ton this year, right? Because just the way COVID shook out and people's businesses. It's far from silly. It's Yeah, it's it's a mildly amusing season, we'll, yes. call, <laughs> we'll call it. <laughs> not that silly. All right. Let's start first and foremost. I will give uh, what the Silly Season move is, and Derek will offer a little context on it. We got Daryl Lanigan first, uh, Suave, was in that Barry Wright house car. We don't know who will be it. You see the mystery man. Guess who there on top. Uh, 50-year-old Daryl Lanigan, Derek, out of the Barry Wright house car, back to Rockets for the first time in a few years. Your thoughts on this?
1: After eight years, the band is getting back together. They're going to be calling it the reunion tour. Mark Richards and Daryl Lanigan joining forces again. I think Lanigan's ready for redemption. As you can remember there, that little dust-up they had in 2013 at Volusia where one night Daryl's parked next to him, and then the next morning he's parked in the pond at the Gator (laughs) Pond, as Kevin (laughs) Kovac reminded us last week. And I think it's going to be a good year for Daryl Lanigan, like we saw in 2012 to 2014 when he was flat-out dominant on the World of Outlaw series. Can he get his mojo back? He'll be... Will be Something we'll be keeping an eye on.
0: One thing about this graphic, Daryl's 50. When we started Dirt on Dirt, he was 36, younger than I am now. Something about that is depressing me. I but he has really. the same haircut. He does. have. He's still looking good. Daryl is still looking about the same as he was when we started this thing. Next up, Hudson O'Neill, of course. This was, I would say, maybe the biggest one, in my opinion, of the offseason. Shannon Buckingham has decided to step away from Double Down Motorsports, Roger Sellers, one of the best human beings on the planet, let alone late model racing. Hudson O'Neill, Roger wanted Derek, that young, vibrant, up on the wheel guy. Roger and Double Down has it in Hudson O'Neill. They'll run the Lucas tour this year. And remember,
1: he lost his SSI Motorsports ride two years ago. And after a whirlwind 2020 for Huddy, this is a big step for him. I love when these young drivers get another chance with a race team because they are the future, and I feel like they need to get, you know, get their toes in the water a little bit, as I some people say. And um. Yeah, he needs a big-time bounce-back year, and he only had one Lucas Oil win. He struggled in that built house card yeah. at the beginning of the year. In no, so and no disrespect
0: to Shannon at all, Shannon Buckingham's a great guy, but I think Roger was looking for this groomable guy, right? The young guy, like when you draft a young quarterback, I wouldn't know anything about it being a Chicago Bears fan. Uh, you know a lot about it, being a Green Bay Packers fan. He wanted that young guy he could mold, and maybe this is a 10-year relationship. I, I think, think a key that's for be- him
1: this year is who's going to be his crew help. I yeah, think right. Hudson O'Neal is going to need some big-time crew help, and who knows, maybe he's going to get a good crew chief. But, yeah, Hudson needs a bounce back, and this is a good opportunity for him to do it in 2021. Is
0: not all about the national tour, guys? Uh, Casey Roberts is out of that uh, Wynn Motorsports ride, uh, in Dublin, Georgia there. Derek Pearson, Lee Williams. I think there's a joke here about serial killers all having three names. I'm kidding, Pearson but they do all have three names. Uh, Pearson Lee Williams, the 24-year-old from Dublin, his biggest victory, that $7,000 race at Modoc. Casey out, nearly 20 years younger, Pearson Lee Williams, Pearson Lee Williams in for Ricky, Robin, and Morgan win.
1: Yeah, and he had a great year this year, Pearson Lee Williams. I thought he improved his speed throughout the 2020 season, and Casey Roberts, we haven't heard much about him here in the last few years. Of course, he was always a threat yeah. in the southeast, and Kind of been lost in the shuffle here with Brandon Overton stepping up his game. So I think Casey Roberts is looking for redemption. I don't know, though. It's going to be tough for him with that southeast. There's always some great drivers down there. I'll
0: be interested to see. If Brandon Overton does not run a tour this year, Um, And Shane Clanton, we're going to talk about him in a minute too. He's back in the Southeast this year, perhaps. God, we're thinking about Michelle and the health issues that she's going through, uh, Shane's wife. That Southeast could be loaded all of a sudden, right? You got Clanton back, you got Overton, you got all those guys. We'll see how that shakes down. Uh, Last one here, Kyle Strickler uh, was in his own ride. This is is really interesting here, right, Derek? Hudson O'Neill was in the PCC Motorsports ride. He is out. Kyle Strickler is in the PCC Motorsports ride. Strickler, who I would call had a breakout late model year this year, he will tackle the Lucas Oil season upcoming, the 37-year-old. This is a, a maybe the second or tied for first most interesting to me, Kyle Strickler now in this ride once occupied by Hudson O'Neill. He
1: was arguably one of the top free agents this past yep. season, racing for himself, and after coming out party in 2020, that heartbreak at the Intercontinental at Eldora, this is big-time news for him. I think People, he showed this year that he's a big-time driver. I also, I don't know. I don't see him as a points racer, though. That's I see him as a guy point. like Brandon Overton this year going anywhere and going to Fairbury for a Summer Nationals race, hitting up all the Eldora major events, hitting up the World of Outlaws in his neck of the woods. I just do not see him as a
0: points racer. Is he going to be able to race like a points racer? Uh, It will be interesting to see, and we're going to take a look at those driver rosters in a second. Uh, Todd Turner put together, and thank you, Todd, for all these, of course, put together another page of just some random notes. Ricky Thornton Jr., we've been begging forever, Derek, to get him full-time late model racing. We have it this year in Indiana's SSI Motorsports team. Ricky Thornton will be on the road with Lucas. Ricky Weiss, both Rickies, he's designing his own chassis, and he'll be on the Outlaw Tour. About
1: freaking time for Ricky Thornton Jr. Like you said, we've been begging him to run the entire series Book it right now. I think he wins Rookie of the Year.
0: You think Ricky Thornton wins Lucas Rookie of the Year? Four
1: Lucas wins, too.
0: Woo! Over-under reset at two and a half, so you are going over. I'm going to over. go over.
1: That guy can, can qualify. He can race in the slick. He'll be a, he'll be a force for a lot of the races. Chris, and some of the tracks he's been to for the second and third time. Chris
0: Madden revives his own team after driving for others in 2020. Uh, Jimmy Owens. One of the best seasons he's had in a decade. Shaking up with Cody Mallory uh, and Jeff gone from that team too, Derek. So that's interesting. A little bit of a shakeup on the crew side there for the Lucas Oil champion this year.
1: Sounds like the Chicago Cubs this year. cleaning <laughs> house. You have that good core group that you think is going to be blossoming into a four to five year dynasty. And that's not the case. And Ricky Weiss, I was not, honestly, I did not see that one coming. And I don't know. How's that bloomer camp thinking about all this happening with Ricky Weiss going to his own chassis? I, uh...
0: I'm sure they're not thrilled. Let's fill in the (laughs) blanks with that. Ross Bales will be driving for Big Frog Motorsports. So that highlights the main silly season news this year. Uh, Like I said, Derek, I think the Hudson piece and the Ricky Thornton piece probably the most interesting because they're tied together with those teams as well. I'd say for obvious reasons of the pandemic, like I said, there was less groundbreaking moves this year than normal. But there you have it, the headliners from the Dirt Late Model World. So that we see all of that shake out, Mac, and you wonder, Lucas Oil and World of Outlaws, do we know who's going to run each tour? Do we know who will be on Lucas? Do we know who will be on Outlaws? Let's take a look first at this Lucas Oil, what we think will be the Lucas Oil roster. Anything can happen, of course. Uh, these, of course, Uh, 2020 victories listed in parentheses next to it, and those expected newcomers, Strickler and Thornton. As it always is, Derek, this Lucas Oil roster is a heavyweight title fight nearly every night, and you're throwing arguably the two best free agents in the country, Kyle Strickler and Ricky Thornton Jr. into it it again. Um, I don't know that Jimmy Owens is going to win 11 races again next year. That is going to be hard for him to do. I think I lost uh, our guys Dustin and uh, Robert. We'll give them a call back in a second. Uh, But this is a heavyweight title fight here, Derek.
1: Yeah, and Lucas Oil roster is, I think, always been – that's a perception. It's been deeper than the world of Outlaws. It's only getting better and better, like you said, with Strickler and Thornton. How the hell can you have this many good drivers sharing that wealth? And if you're on the fence, you almost have to look (laughs) at other options. If you struggled last year on this series, you're thinking to yourself – ah, uh, maybe I need to relook and revamp and go independent, go World of Outlaws, because this is a tough, tough series.
0: Yeah, and again, I don't know that Jimmy gets uh, 11. Only one guy won double-digit races this year. That was Jimmy Owens. The other national tour, the World of Outlaw Tour. Of course, Brandon Shepard with 14 victories on this. Bloomquist is back, it looks like, for another go. Only one win for Scott last year. Um, expected newcomers, Ross Bales, a possible rookie run for Ross, Fre- Ross Bales, um, in that big frog motorsports team. I want to highlight the undecided Shane clan and Brandon Overton are on this list. I know they're appearing with the world of outlaws on this list. However, I right now, I'm not sure. I think Shane could very likely stick with Lucas oil as well. Again, his wife, Michelle, having some health issues. We're thinking about her, Brandon Overton. After the season he had running an independent tour, I don't know that he goes outlaw racing either, Derek. I think the Outlaws could use both those guys to bolster this roster, though. I don't know that either one's going to join. And
1: is this, is this undecided just for this series or both just series? For,
0: it's really undecided for both tours. That's why. It, really, it happens to p- appear on the Outlaw yeah. page, but it's kind of undecided for both tours. Clanton and Overton have both been linked to the Outlaws, but those are not done.
1: I mean, if yet. you're Brandon Overton, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think you should just go independent and, Yeah, Shane Clay after a struggling two thousand twenty campaign, a lot of talk at the dirt track that he might switch series, but of course a lot of things has happened to him and his family since then. Be interesting to see in is anybody going to be able to compete with Shep?py though?
0: No. Brandon Shepard wins the championship. Uh, I mean, you he's know
1: what? all he, the other guys had to leave Outlaws to go. Lucas, McCready, all he,
0: these guys. He might he, he won 14 races. He might win 15 or 16 next yeah, year. There, I said, it. I said it. it. Well, they got more races, even. Hell, they're racing evolution in in January. We're like a month out from that. So, uh, Derek, size these two rosters up for me. If you're just kind of sitting back, which one do you like a little bit better? Which one do you prefer? I think, overall, the, the talent tilt on Lucas is definitely there. Um, but, again maybe the best team in the country resides on the Outlaw Tour. So that's what makes them so interesting to me. And Scott's there, of course.
1: Yeah, and I think if, like you said, Lucas Oil has that, appears to be a more dominant roster. But the World of Outlaw regulars finished the year strong. Dennis Herb Jr. got a big-time win. Um, Kay Diller got a big-time win towards the end of the year. So these both national series definitely have some tough competition, and they can go anywhere and win in their respective uh divisions and stuff like that, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how Ricky Weiss does with only two wins. He's always competing for that top three or four, and it was just wait and see. But, yeah, Kyle Strickler, dmac got your mic on? Yeah, let's get Dustin McCarty
0: in here, the guy directing and switching the show. What do you think, dmac Assess these two rosters for me. And not some half-ass, oh, uh, they're both pretty good, you know. <laughs> I think I like both uh, teams and rosters. What do you think when you look at them? Uh, I'll going... To the world of outlaws, like, I think it's obvious Brandon Shepard, I mean, just continues his dominance and, uh, for 2021, easily, you're saying, yes, yes, dominance, like, yes, easily, probably in that 15 win realm. Um, and then on the Lucas oil side, I'm going to switch back. Flip to so back look yeah. Call your shots and speak at the same time. I love it. <clears throat> I would say
2: Devin Moran had a off year last year
0: or here in 2020,
2: I think he picks
0: up a little bit, but I still think Tim McCready probably goes on to the uh, 2021 championship. I like that call. I think it's very possible. And Jonathan Davenport's going to win more than three races too, right? Yeah, we will to talk to him about that in a second. Uh, so there you have it. You have the Silly Season moves. You have the Lucas Oil roster. You have the World of Outlaw roster and the Undecideds with Overton, Clanton, and Tyler Bruning, of course, working with Shane Clanton there. Um, so, D- oh, DMac, I'm going to call a quick audible on you. I lost my guys, D- uh, Dustin Jarrett, not you, Dustin, the other <laughs> Dustin, and Robert Holman. Give me a couple commercials real okay. quick if you could, and I'm going to get those guys on, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk Silly Season with those guys. We'll be right back after this. From our centrally located office in Dixon, Iowa, we can coordinate your services with speed and precision. Our on time and safety records are remarkable and illustrate why Hoker Trucking is regarded as one of the area's finest. Hoker Trucking LLC can give you a competitive advantage. (music) Ensure that your freight is there on time, every time, on the racetrack or on the road we deliver. We are back on this week's videocast. DMAC, well done there. Way to call the audible. I, pre- I appreciate the live TV, man. I appreciate that. I want to bring in uh, Robert Holman and Dustin Jarrett now. Guys, first with the rosters, um, and I, I think you guys were listening and you, you saw them on our communications channel who's running Lucas and who's running the Outlaws next year. I'll leave it open ended, DJ. When you hear the rosters, um, I want to know what you think. And when DJ, and just for the two of you guys, as we're going through this exercise, when one of them finishes, DJ Robert, you pick up, and vice versa, or you can pick up from there. I don't need to cue you. Uh, what do you think, DJ? When you look at those two rosters, Outlaws and Lucas, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Same old, same old. <laughs> I mean, it, I I hesitate to say you know monotonous, but but I mean it. it I think that we've come to the guys that are on those rosters are what we've come to expect, and I say that, but I'll say this on the Lucas side. I'm super excited about RTJ yeah. and, and Kyle Strickler. I mean, you've got two guys there that are um, just phenomenal talents. I mean, guys that can that can run anything. Uh, they're going to jump in there, and I think be successful over an extremely or or with an extremely um, solid group. And I'll say and I'll say that. To kind of forge ahead to this that Lucas group is is almost so stacked it kind of makes you wonder why some of those guys that maybe are, are kind of consistently in that seventh eighth ninth tenth you know uh, area in, in terms of points and even the, the races they run you know why don't maybe they slip over and, and run the outlaws where maybe they've got a better chance at running in the top four or five and that's certainly no disrespect to the outlaws but I think that. Anyone that looks at that Lucas roster, you know, they say some of those guys could go over to the outlaw side and and run in the top five. Well, how do we know that? You know, if nobody actually goes and tries it, right?
3: You know, uh, DJ, you're right. The addition of Strickler and and Thornton there makes that Lucas deal crazy deep. I mean, it was already deep, and now it's just like crazy deep. Yeah. You <laughs> know that list, you know. On- And, again, I think it's going to be wide open one more time, you know, uh, another year. I I know that, you know, Jimmy Owens got off to a a really hot – it got really hot really right at the right time this year and kind of ran away with that title. But there just always seems to be a little more parity on the Lucas Oil. Even as big as his lead was at the end of the year, there just seems to be more parity on the Lucas Oil side than the Outlaw side for some reason. You know, and going into 2020 – I think that Owen, Tim McCready, and J.D. will, again, be the favorite title contenders with the possibility of maybe a Josh Richards getting in the mix there as well. Uh, but, you know, until a guy like Tyler Erb or Devin Moran, one of these young guys, can prove they have the same consistency as those, those top four, I think that the big four are just going to remain the same again, you know, in, in 2021, you know, on that outlaw side, I just again it goes back to depth I just see a tour that's not quite as deep and you know there's Brandon Shepard and there's everybody else and I just don't see that changing anytime soon
0: before we got to those rosters guys we got to the biggest off-season news Robert which of those things those those full screens that we laid out there which were the which one jumped off the page to you the most Robert
3: well, you know, to me, what really grabbed me with, with the info we had there in front of us was the Ricky Thornton Jr. news, uh, because this guy is so good. You know, last year he was so great running just a part-time late model schedule, or I should say this year, 2020. Uh, he he really made a believer out of me personally, and sometimes that's, <laughs> that's kind of hard to do. I'm you
0: are, kind of, you are hard to like, win uh, over. Oh, you, that, you... that
3: young guy, he'll never get the hang of it, you know? <laughs> uh, but you know, keep in mind that he was still wheeling mods. He was still in stock cars. Uh, so to have the type of success that he had in 2020 with a limited schedule was really impressive. So I'm, I'm eager to see what happens when RTJ focuses even more on late models. And it, it could be trouble for some of those guys uh, in that Lucas deal.
2: I, I, I can't book to be honest with you. I, I think the Ricky Thornton Jr. News is probably the biggest uh, of yeah. anything that we've mentioned. And, and look, I I'm a huge Ricky Thornton Jr. fan. All right, like following me on social media, I'm like, man, like you know, this this dude is is who some of our attention needs to be on. Like he's winning 40 plus races a year and doing it across multiple different disciplines and against just a a very diverse uh, uh talent of of fields. The thing that I think is is going to be different for these guys in 2021 with with SSI is, whereas in 2020 they were coming into some of these events with very fresh equipment. You know, they hadn't been on the road for weeks at a time or anything like that. And and that's not anything that is new to them, obviously, when they travel the country with Hudson O'Neill. But to get back in that rhythm of being on the road all the time, I'm going to be eager to see if, if that team is going to be able to continue to have success in 2021 that they had in 2020 when they were maybe hopping into these races. And I'll add as well, um, you know, as, as part of this, you know, off-season moving and, and what stands out to me. This is the Kyle Strickler-Hudson O'Neill thing, as you kind of talked about earlier, Michael, it jumps out at me as, I don't want to say odd, but unique. You know, Huddy is going from from uh, his girlfriend's parents' team down to Tennessee to run for Roger Sellers. Kyle Strickler is coming from the Southeast, from North Carolina, up to Indiana to run for So, That's going to be an interesting uh, transition, I think, for both of those drivers. Um, I I think that they both have the skill and they both have the maturity to uh, not just make it last but to run well. I'm going to be eager to see exactly how well they're able to do both on the circuit and how how well they're going to be able to do in making the transition to maybe different locations and different teams.
0: Guys, I'm going to ask this question, and I only want brutal honesty. Do we, do you, does anyone other than Derek Kessinger and Mike Norris miss the PRI trade show at all? Uh, DJ, I'll start with you. Does anyone miss PRI, yes or no?
2: I, I I miss it a little bit. I mean I, I look I missed the pop up Christmas bar that you and I <laughs> last year. I you know, it, here's my thing is that you know, I, I, in all honesty, um we get so busy at the racetrack sometimes and, and get so wrapped up in conversations with drivers or just with one person that, that we don't get an opportunity probably to talk to everyone that we need to talk to. That's, that is the one thing that I miss is that, that it was a place that everyone gathered. And it, you know, you and I always joke, it's really funny because we, we go to this giant trade show and we almost have to pretend that we haven't just seen these folks <laughs> two weeks prior. Right. And we're not going to see them, you know, a week later at gateway or, or at the wild west shootout or whatever else. But uh, as a whole, I mean, you know, probably not, there are small facets about it and, and little things about just getting everyone together that I do miss So.
3: Uh, You know, DJ, I miss the thought of going to PRI. <laughs> I don't necessarily miss going uh, to PRI at all. You know, it always well seems sad. like, oh, PRI, it's really cool. And, you know, in the first time or second time around, that's great. Uh, but after a while, you're like, oh, PRI. And last year, I know that I, I got out of there as quick as I could on Saturday. And part of it, with, for me, is it interferes with you know, high school basketball season, which is right now i got a senior, you know, in high school and it's, I'll kind of want to watch him play and stuff. And <sighs> last year I got out of PRI um, as quick as I could. I I just like raced home from in Indianapolis to uh, Tennessee. It took me about six hours. I walked in the gym right as the boys game was starting and uh, you know, and I, I'm able to see us get a win and I able to see my son knock down a couple of free throws that sealed a, a really close game there with about 10 or 12 seconds left. And, and of course, you know, I uh, just, I don't, I hate to miss those moments. So of course, the flip side of that this year is no PRI is who knows how or much or when we're going to get to play basketball. Cause there's basketball struggling through the same thing that PRI is with COVID stuff. So, but to answer your question, uh, I don't
0: miss too much. No, <laughs> <laughs> DJ, I asked, "Bit that's by the way." I had a girlfriend tell me one time, or one of my buddies said, "Do you think she's in love with you?" And I said, "She's entertaining the idea of loving me." That reminded me of your answer, Robert. I'm entertaining the idea of going. Uh, Derek, you've got a question, I believe. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, this year 2020 has been crazy, guys, and it seems like the last few years there's been more dynamite, bombshell announcements why you think this year there hasn't been like that big marquee one It's just kind of a couple little ones you should say I'll let you go first DJ
2: uh you know that's a good question I think that I think that a lot of it is just because in 2020 we we've never really got our footing yeah um and, and that and that comes in so many different ways and so you know some of these these themes that maybe we're thinking about uh, going a different direction or switching fours or getting a different driver or whatever else they're looking back on 20 and 20 on 2020 and saying, well, if this hadn't happened, you know, maybe we would have done better. Maybe, you know, we, we lost a little bit because you know, we ran seed week twice and those aren't good tracks or whatever else. So I, I'm going to quote unquote blame some of it on 2020 and just the year that it was, but, uh, Again, look, we we all love like shakeups and silly season rumors and who's going where and and things like that. But in the same sense, to be completely honest with you, a little bit of stability is not not necessarily a bad thing either.
3: Yeah, I I agree with you, DJ, about the the crazy year that it's been. It has has some effects for sure. Uh, But, you know, another thing, if you look at it, these big moves, they kind of go in cycles, you know. And maybe this yeah. is just not that year that we're cycling through it. You know, you'll go through uh, two or three years in a row where things are, are kind of nuts. And then it does calm down. You look back, things will calm down and settle down for just a, you know a year or two and usually at least two years. And then, and then all of a sudden people kind of get tired of where they're at or tired of who they're with or whatever. And, uh, and things will kind of blow up again, but I, I just think it kind of goes in cycles. And uh, along with like what DJ said with the, the crazy year and the, and the things that we went through, it just was maybe, you know, that year cycle down a bit.
0: DJ, I asked Ben and Kevin last week, but it I was so good, I want to ask you to give me your best rumor that you're hearing right now. Uh, and Robert, you go after Dustin, but DJ, you first. Best rumor you're hearing about late model racing?
2: I'm hearing that uh, that, that Michael Rigsby is just exhausted and wants to step away from it all and is going to retire this <laughs> That's year. That's not a rumor. That's a fact every year
0: for the last decade, and here I am still. So. <laughs> uh,
2: I, full, look, full disclosure, I've not had an opportunity to listen to last week's video cast yet or to watch it, so I, I hope I'm not stepping on toes. But one I keep hearing that is coming up, and I think you've heard this too, um, and it sounds like it's got maybe some wheels to it, is a possible like, expansion of the summer nationals who I, I don't know what uh i mean I've, I've heard you know 40 plus races i've heard two different um segments you know maybe a three or four week stretch you know right after uh the dream and then maybe a, a week or two break and then maybe another three or four week stretch um it, it seems like it's it's got some legs uh and i've got mixed emotions about that if indeed it is true i mean in one sense you know, I, it's obviously it's great for the drivers. It gives everyone an opportunity to see, you know, more summer nationals. It gives the drivers an opportunity to race more, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but in the same sense, you know, our sport seems to be very good at taking something that is good and driving it into the ground to a point where it's not good anymore. And and I don't want to see that happen with anything in our sport, but especially something as beloved as the summer nationals. So uh, if indeed that is the case and it is going to expand, and we're going to go to segments or 40 plus races or whatever else you know i I do put trust in sam driggers and and that group to um, twist it or spin it in a sense that it it isn't you know so exhausting and overwhelming that people just
0: get tired of it
1: and robert before you answer are you willing to go with me on the eight week (laughs) long journey the rumor (laughs) coming out me and you robert that'd be fun buddy
0: oh god
3: well (laughs) honestly uh yes i'm in with you but uh I hope that DJ is so wrong. I really do. Uh but uh I really do. But but yeah, I'm in. Let's let's gas her up and go.
0: Robert, what's your best rumor, bud?
3: Oh wow, you know, guys, it's really been such a quiet all season so far that I haven't really heard much of anything and I hate to, to be that guy, but I can't offer uh this though for for you, Michael, specifically with uh five former Kentucky players on the New York Knicks roster oh, uh, there's a rumble there's a rumble that Cal Perry could bolt to the NBA but I really <laughs> really think that's kind of unfounded right now so and I know as Duke fans I know that that you and Suave that would make you guys really happy At least, listen but, Kentucky uh, and Duke I, both stink like say, right now
0: <laughs> <you> <laughs> know,
3: I know that's not earth-shattering dirt late model news but uh so I'll just have to keep reading Kovac columns to, to get the latest.
0: Of what I'll have to do. <laughs> uh, guys, the announcement was made this past week that we will have dirt late models on Bristol again. It'll happen for the first time in, uh, I guess, 20 years, because 2001 was the last time. It's a week before the NASCAR show. Uh, it will be an unsanctioned race. We're not sure on Purse yet or Days or any of that kind of stuff. Um, for reference, it's on top of Atomic and Brownstown weekend for Lucas Oil late models in March. There's also Ultimates racing that weekend, and Ray Cook has some races in the Southeast that weekend. I'm just offering some context around how busy late March is now. Uh, Robert, I really want your reaction first, especially as a guy that's uh, been in and around that Tennessee area much of his life. Uh, Dirt on Bristol again. What are you thinking? What are you hearing? Give me your thoughts.
3: Well, you know, uh, that's definitely, you know, a big deal in this state. Uh, It was a big deal in this state 20 years ago, and it will be again. I know that people are already talking about it in the – I'm talking about areas that that in oh weekly pit areas you know yeah. talking about it uh but as far as as far as that date you know clearly the the date alone says that that those i don't know if they're just not thinking or they don't really value the draw of the lucas oil series regulars you know much which i think is a mistake if they're right on top of that lucas oil double header i just really feel like that that's a mistake because i think that you know like these people who i've heard talking at at Duck River and 411 and these places I think if you want to attend an event like that yeah you expect to see the best regardless of of series affiliation you know it's definitely not a crown jewel but it it shows like that that they're kind of out of the norm and they kind of feel like a crown jewel so I'm just not sure that as a Tennessean how you feel about a dirt race at Bristol with possibly not seeing a guy like Jimmy Owens who lives 80 miles down the road so I don't know. The date doesn't, uh, doesn't do much for me, but you know, at it, kind of the event itself. I'm, I'm looking forward to it to see what, just to see what happens sure. it, to me. It almost is, is like, it's like it happened the very first time There's a lot of unknown 20 years later, even though it's happened before. I don't think we can really look back. I think short of some of the safety issues that they had the first time around. I don't think we can take a ton from those first two instances into this one. So I'm looking forward to it seeing what happens.
2: I, I completely agree with with Robert on a lot of the things that uh, uh that he said there. I mean it's um it's it's intriguing the the date for a couple of different reasons. Uh you know, he mentioned, you know, that being on top of Lucas's weekend there in, in mid March. And I mean, look, we beggars can't be choosers in racing, right? There's only so many weekends throughout the year and, and we race every damn weekend out of the year now. So I mean, that plus, uh, I mean, you know, we, we can't just pick and choose when NASCAR is going to run at Bristol, so we got to work around that. But uh, it, it's almost like the timing of it is just a kick off in a lot of different ways. You know, with with Lucas running and, and um, you know, those Eastern Tennessee tracks have done probably as well of a job as anybody in the country in working together. You know, I mean, that, that group of 411 and Smoky Mountain and those guys, you know, Mitch and, and Roger, all those folks, do a wonderful job in in meeting regularly and having conference calls and working together to making sure their schedules don't step on top of each other. And and then this event comes in and um, you know it's it's just the, the timing is interesting in that aspect. And also, look, it's mid to late March uh, in Tennessee. It could be seventy <laughs> degrees and sunny. It could be snowing. You know. And oh, I've
1: been to a race snowing. there in NASCAR dj where it snowed all weekend so it's a, definitely a possibility it was like 12 years ago when i went
2: yeah and and, and i mean and, and here's the other thing i mean it's not like we are um racing on an established eastern tennessee track like a 411 or smoky mountain or bull scapper we're we're racing on a track that is putting dirt on top of asphalt at you know 30 whatever degrees of banking and and so when you mix in inclement weather with that uh is there um, opportunities there that the guys might look at and be like, ah, you know, I don't want to go tear my stuff up this early in the year, whatever else. So it, I'm very, I, I like the event. Don't get me wrong, I, I love the event and I am uh, just as intrigued by it as what anyone is. But I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out with those factors that we talked about.
1: We'll play some uh, crystal ball game here uh, segment, and I want to ask you both. Last week, Brandon Shepard was named his driver of the year for the fourth straight year. Is there any guy out there that can take the throne away from them and stop this dynasty? DJ, you first?
2: first. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, there's, there's plenty. I mean, that, that team is just so good. I mean, it's, it's hard. But, I mean, look, in my opinion, it was pretty close this year. I mean, you've got him. You've Brandon Overton was obviously phenomenal. Jimmy Owens, Jonathan Davenport is, is just uh, – you know, a, a couple races and, and a couple miscues away from, from having a, a year that was not quote-unquote off for him, right? I mean, he can get rolling at any time. So, yeah, there are certainly guys out there. Um, that team is, is so darn good. They're going to be right in the mix uh, again. But I think there are three or four or five other guys out there that, that are um, equally as good, teams that are equally as good, and then have a, a legitimate chance to, to go out and, and be a driver of, of the year. Oh, I definitely agree,
3: DJ. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, if you look back, as good as Sheffy was, you know, I think like a record number of wins this year and all for him, as good as he was, he's only a loss or two away maybe from not winning that. You know, you take a couple of these, these, the two bigger races he won, if, say, Jimmy Owens wins those two or if Brandon Overton had won those two, we might be talking about a change in the guard this year. Uh, And I don't mean a change in the guard is like, oh, Sheffy's done. That's not what I mean at all. I just mean, you know, uh, a change in scenery, so to speak. Uh, So, but yeah, I definitely feel like that there there are teams that that can compete. Um, It's just, uh, like you said, that's a well-oiled machine, and they uh, are on kill every single time they unload so it's going to be tough for anybody to do
0: last few things guys i want to make these a little more quick hitter um p- pick up the pace a little bit here at the end as we start to roll into jonathan davenport uh last set of questions who is next year's brandon overton dju first uh
2: i think chris madden's got a real good shot to be next year's brandon overton you know i mean he he from what i'm hearing not going to follow a national tour. He really seems to have settled here into his own team. Uh, He continues to do what Chris Madden does, and that's to rack up these five-figure wins in the southeast and beyond, come into some of these bigger events with fresh equipment. I think Chris Madden could easily have a 20-plus win season.
3: That's a a really good pick, DJ. Really good (laughs) pick. Uh, So, thanks for that. you know, you know. obviously, Overton's got huge shoes to, to fill there. I mean, I don't know. Is it wrong to say that Overton could be the next Overton? <laughs> That's I don't know. possible. Uh, uh, you know, in, in, in regards to his success, at least. But, you know, if i got to pick somebody other than a Madden, I'll lean towards a guy like Zach Dome or maybe even Brian Shirley, guys who just played uh, the ability to get red hot in their home region who also fare really well when they step out uh, and stretch their legs a little bit.
0: Obviously, uh, I don't think next year, 2021, is going to be normal, uh, full normal. Uh, the virus isn't going anywhere on January 1st. How normal is it going to be? When we get to March, April, May, is it going to be normal, Robert? Is it going to be somewhat back to what we think a normal late model season is, or what do you think?
3: Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a skeptic. I really am. I don't think that we're going to be back to normal by March. Uh, I think maybe midsummer, maybe we will be, um, I'm hoping. Uh, I really think there are parts of the country where people will continue on as as if nothing's happened at all, you know, kind of like 2020, like like where I'm from here in rural Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, uh, and some of these other southern states. Then I think there will be areas of our country where the local governments will kind of be the determining factor of, of what we do, and uh, and so I just think that it's gonna gonna take a while to get fully back to normal, and I'll be shocked if we're back to normal by March.
2: I I completely agree, Robert. And I I hate say that i just uh, i think the handwriting is on the wall in a few different areas i uh, if we're being honest i think that the dirt track racing probably you get it under the radar a little bit in 2020 you know because uh i'm uh, like you guys man uh, you know we all saw these events you know where people were shoulder to shoulder and rear end to rear end and i, I think that we we're just a few photos viral photos away of people um you know uh, shutting down race I hate to say that. I hope it doesn't happen. But I, I really am truly unfortunate. I think that it could be mid-year at best. And then you start to wonder, is is the, the 2021 version of the Dirt Lake Model Dream going to be in jeopardy, too? I think We all hope not. But these are things that obviously we have to start thinking about.
0: Uh, final question, DJ, start with you. Let's fast forward December 9th, 2021. What are we talking about on this videocast, Dustin? Uh, I'm talking about how exhausted I am. <laughs> <laughs> you always talk about that in December on this video cast.
2: Uh, but, yeah, but it, but it's true. You know, I, I literally had someone I had someone text me today, and and they said, uh, "Well, you're you're just you're just a full time announcer, right?" <laughs> oh so god! Like, like announcing is yeah, announcing is literally like two percent of what I do. But I I do I I think that we are I say it tongue in cheek, but I think we as an industry are going to have more conversations twelve months from now about how exhausted we are because of what we just talked about, because look, we all know that at least the first part of 2021 is going to be probably very similar to what we saw in 2020 with um, moving dates and with some events getting canceled and with some limited capacity and and things shifting. And so uh, that takes a toll on on everyone. It takes a toll on us. It takes especially a toll on drivers, on promoters, on fans, on, on those uh, inside the industry. So, uh, I really and truly think they're going to be having the same conversation. I hope that we're having conversations, though, about how finally, you know, somewhere in in that late spring, early summer time frame that we were able to get back to normal somewhat.
3: Oh, man, Ab- absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. DJ, with your last sentence there. You know, I'm, I think we're finally going to be talking 12 months from now about getting – that we're back 100% back to normal, and I hope it happens sooner. And that's what we're talking about. Obviously, uh, I think we're going to talk about the fact that late, midsummer, late summer, we ha- we were able to have more crown jewels uh, in 2021 than we did this year. Uh, and I hope, you know, I hope we're. I'm going to say it. I hope we're previewing the PRI show (laughs) uh, uh, and, and obviously maybe the gateway dirt nationals too. So, you know, and if that's the case, if we're able to have those two shows, you know, in December um, in 2021, I'll certainly be better than, than 2020 for sure.
0: DJ and Robert, thank you guys so much. Excellent insight. It was 30 solid minutes with you guys. Um I really appreciate it. And uh DJ, I know you're uh finish up, be safe on your your trip that you're on and uh Robert, uh good luck with high school basketball this year. I know it's gonna be a battle all year. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Derek, I want to hit another PRI thing before we get Jonathan on. What's another PRI thing that you love?
1: Actually, I was thinking one thing I'm not a fan of is the food there at this <laughs> trade show. It
0: is so bad. It, and their
1: lines are huge. But other thing I'll miss, I know mom misses it, is Cadillac Ranch. Uh mom. One of the – I think it was like the epicenter of dirt late model racing. Everybody went there. It was half country bar, half hip-hop bar. It closed down a couple years ago. But that was always a good sentimental place for us because it was one of the original – Nightlife things, but yeah, the food there—that's one thing I will not miss from PRI. Uh,
0: the, the the things were what you miss, not what you don't miss. But I agree, the food sucks actually. So, uh, Bomb Chevy Buick, by the way, does not suck. It is Central Illinois' number one dealer and has been family owned since 1928. It's almost 100 years. I'm not just saying this; they are the nicest people, and I mean that in the car and truck game that I've ever met, hit their website now and check out their amazing deals. And keep in mind, if you buy a truck from Bomb, Baum, B-A-U-M, Buick.com or in person at Bomb, a lifetime subscription, Derek, free for the rest of your life. If you buy a car or any kind of vehicle at Bomb, new or used, check them out at Buick.com. We will be back with Jonathan Davenport after this quick set of commercial breaks. The three-time Lucas Oil champ will be back with us after this.
4: When you start. With the strongest American steel. Apply the smartest techniques. Let artesian quality craftsmen do the work. What you end up with is just little better.
3: Than anything else you can get.
2: Shepard will win night number one of the late models. Brandon Shepard takes the $15,000 win. The squirrel, Brian Shirley, and car 3S. But it's all B-Shep on a Thursday
0: night here at East Bay. You gotta love this. The slider by Ziegler. One more shot at the line. Who is it? Mason Ziegler wins. He has won three in a
4: row here at Volusia Speedway Park. Jimmy Owens.
0: For sure, they're the most dependable and most reliable driveshaft that you use. Not had any failures. They've been really durable and reliable. I've had nothing but uh, good things to say about them. We
5: put up two new ones in at the beginning of the year, and we've gone about 2,500 laps. Really just kept rolling, hadn't had much issues. Been pretty nice. We just get a drive shaft and throw it in and forget about it.
0: Basically, like I said, bolt it in and kind of forget about it.
5: That department of my life has been simplified by QA1 by far the best drugstore out there. They look just as good as the day we got them.
3: product on the market I mean we've had zero failures we've never had a failure
4: great people to work with got the best times on the market FK rod ends on everybody's stuff Um, she sponsors events but anybody that knows anything to do with racing knows FK rod ends that's for sure I think it means a lot when you got people behind you
3: that stand behind you and believe in what you're doing Uh, like I said it just makes for everybody to have pretty good success
0: We are back inside the Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing Studios. Derek Kessinger and Michael Rigsby. Jonathan Davenport is on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. We're going to catch up with him in one second. But you know I have an affinity for car counts, Derek. I always want to talk about car counts, and it's at the end of the year – And our own Andy Savory, who is a crazy person, by the way, uh, finishes up all his yearly statistics, and he drops them uh, to us in our communications channel. This week, he finished up those lists on Sunday, and I wanted to take a look at a few of those that stood out to me, because we're going to be at these racetracks soon. Uh, Dmac, throw this first one up here. This is the East Bay car count over the last five years, average car count for the week. How stark is this, Derek? In 2016... Thirty-seven point two last year, fifty-nine point seven. Huge credit to Rick Schwally and his team, Derek. A twenty-two car average increase in four years is incredible.
1: A the place is closing here soon. Yeah. B the racing's much, much better. I don't know if the driver on the line will agree with that. Sometimes <laughs> it's a little sketchy for the drivers. <laughs> But is this the first time in a long time Eldora has not had the highest car count? I, well, I guess to,
0: maybe Gateway a couple years ago might have contended. But. Has to be, has to be Eldora. But I, I just thought this was staggering. The, thir- you know, the racing there from 11 to '16 was not good at East Bay, so I think that contributed to it. But that's pretty staggering, right there, Derek. 22. Again, credit to Rick. Um, in comparison, let's take a look at Volusia. Right, almost the exact same time, holding steady, Derek. 51 four years ago. Five seasons, four years, 48 still. Volusia was always the place with 90 cars. Now look at it. It's, or, you know, more cars than, than East Bay for a while there. Holding steady right around 48 to 50.
1: Holding steady. They got two classes there, so right around that 50 range is good enough for that track. The atmosphere is still great as always. That's all that matters there.
0: And I also thought Bristol Dirt is coming up, right? We're going back to Bristol on on Dirt. Here they are. The two car counts when there were Dirt late models there. You can't make this up. 189 in 2000. One year later, 89. DMAC. They lost a hundred cars. You thought it was a clerical error, Dustin earlier. That's outstanding (laughs) uh, to drop off a hundred in one year. I think obviously the novelty of Bristol, right? Is what made it so big the first year, Derek, but 189 is, is pretty unbelievable. That had to be second only to the world 100 that year.
1: Yeah. Not, uh, that's, Pretty crazy, but the racing there the first year was kind of fast and hard on equipment, so you figured less and less guys were going to go there the second year. But we're going back there this year. Let's see if they can compete with that number.
0: I just I don't think they're going to get 189. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So I, I just thought it was interesting and wanted to take a peek at that. Speaking of interesting, let's get one of our favorite guys, J.D. Johnson. The favorite. The favorite. My first guest ever that I had on the Late Model Live. Jonathan Davenport is on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. JD told me that his phone, I sound like I'm in the shower on his phone, so I'm going to try to talk clearly into him into the phone. We're not in the shower right now, JD. (laughs) Uh, I didn't want to get into the season you had first and foremost and talk about that, but it is PRI week, or what would have been. It's December, Jonathan, so let's bullshit a little bit before we get to any of that. First, I've gone on record that I will not miss PRI. I can live without it. Does Jonathan Davenport miss PRI at all, or are you quite content not going? No,
5: I mean, I, I'm pretty content not going, <laughs> but, you know, I'm l- luckily I'm to the point in my career. I've, I've been there enough times, and I have a good relationship with, with all my product people. So, you know, I can call them on the phone, and that's good enough. But for people just starting out one or two years in, into it, you know, they need PRI, they, they need to go put a face with a name, and the, the same for the, uh, all, all the product people, you know, everybody there, but, um, I, I ended up really not going last year, I don't think, I might have walked in there for just a minute or two, but, uh, <laughs> that, that was about it.
0: You know, we started the show mentioning several notable off-season moves in dirt late model racing, you know, Hudson O'Neill going to Roger Sellers' team, and, um, you know Ricky Thornton Jr. and all that. Of all the off-season moves in dirt late model racing, which one interests you the most? Which one are you kind of like? ah, eh, that's kind of neat. I'm interested in how that's going to turn out.
5: Um, biggest move I'm concerned with is my new tire guy Clint Campbell. <laughs> he he came over from Turbo's team, and uh, he he wants to be at home a little bit more. And uh, you know Randall and them guys, uh, they race a whole lot, and we're we're a little bit more in the Southeast where Clint's from. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't worry a whole lot about everybody else's program. I, I, I've got enough to worry about him mine. So we just, uh, we, we stick to what we know. And, uh, you know, I, he, he actually got to go with us to a couple of races and he did a really good job. So, uh, I uh, look forward to working with him this year.
0: Derek, we did not have JD Tire Guy on the list of our big moves. We, yeah, did, we, 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 we blew it. that one. We sorry, made, JD. We're we we very sorry, it. buddy.
5: It, it's a huge deal. It's huge. It's huge.
0: <laughs> All right. We will correct that on the website. Uh, I had mentioned, and you, you were on hold, so you heard it, the East Bay car count up 20 cars. I, I just wanted to ask you because we talked about it. I know you're not like an East Bay lover. Why do you think it's up so? 22 cars in five years is a pretty sizable jump.
5: Yeah, no doubt. You know, it was, uh, I guess with the announcement it being sold, the sense of urgency that, you know, we're only going to get to race there so many more times, you know, we're, we're counting them down. You know, I was actually doing that every night you know? <laughs> and, and, and then we got to go back. So I'm like, Hey, we get, you know, this many more races. Though. So I think maybe that was part of it. And, uh, you know, um, I think that the Lucas has been doing a pretty good job, but that's one of the only places we get to go to that you can go down there and there's no bullshit to race. You can leave by nine o'clock. You can go have a beer. Uh, you can go somewhere during the day, you can go fishing, whatever, you know, as long as your fleet's doing somewhat okay. Um, you can do other things because everything's right there rather than, you know, you, you head over to Volusia and you got to drive 45 minutes to, um, you know, for, to civilization. So, um, I, Maybe that's part of it, people are realizing that, and, uh, you know, it's sunny Florida. But I,
0: to I said at the beginning of the show, Jonathan, I think that you would call 2020 a disappointment. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but am I right about that? You would say your year this year was disappointing.
5: Yeah, sure. I mean, every year at some point is disappointing because you always think you can do more, but we just, uh, I don't know, we just never did really get going. We... Um, I, I don't know for for whatever reason the the I think my cars got the coronavirus or something. <laughs> or something don't I don't I don't know what the hell was going on, but we just never could really hit on anything. once once we did it was it would only last for a night or two and then we was back chasing our tail again. So um we've changed a few things up for twenty twenty one and um we're gonna come out fresh and uh ready to go.
0: One way I look at it for you, though, is, you know, you had three guys who had historic performances. Shepard, Owens, and Overton all won 20-plus races. Do you at least look at it like, you know what, we were off this year, but those guys were so good this year. If we were going to be down, at least it was in a year where these guys won so many races, maybe we wouldn't have had a massive year anyway. Or am I just creating that scenario in my own head? I'm trying to help you out psychologically and make it seem a little better, J.D.,
5: now you're just trying to make me feel good. I mean, you know, uh, when when people are having those monster years, you know, you, that that's that's when you do want to go out and one or You know, you almost want to go. You, you don't want to go to the race and look around and see who you're going to battle for second or third. So, but you know, um, McCready had a really good year too. You know, you throw in those crowns yeah. he won and everything else, he got rolling really good there at the end of the year. So, yeah, I mean when you got those guys and you're racing against them all the time, there's not a lot of room to get the wins. And, you know, you got people that are good in their regions and we travel everywhere. And, and you know, it, it's hard to get on one setup. And especially when you're struggling, if you hit on a little something at, at one place, well then you try to cruise that over to the next one and then it's twice as bad. So,
4: um,
5: you know, we was just we, we was just in, the, in that year to where we was trying a lot more stuff than what we normally do because we do get off earlier in the year. And um, that's just the way it turned out.
1: It it happens that way sometimes, and
5: sometimes it don't.
1: Hey, Jonathan, Derek here. First off, thanks, and first and foremost, thanks for taking time out of your day and hanging out with us. (laughs) Just...
5: Definitely nice to talk to. Huge fan here.
0: Listen to Derry. Don't don't kiss his ass, JD. I got oh, he has groupies now, Jonathan. So it's really starting to wear on me. <laughs>
1: two two part question. A, me and you talked about it at Charlotte. The rumor that you're going to the Rocket House car and Lance Lander's response to that. And B, are you ready to hang out with Mark Richards for a whole year in 2021? <laughs> I don't.
5: I don't know if he could put up with me for the whole year. <laughs> and now that that was nice uh i first heard it you know from i forget like somebody called me i don't remember who it was but it might have started at cedar lake that was pretty funny but, you know um that even got started or i guess it's uh it's nice that they would even think about me in that category <laughs> to take shepherd's ride but I, I don't see anybody taking his ride at any time unless he uh, he's the one wanting to leave. So uh, I know Mark and him are pretty tight. And Shepard's a, a good guy. I could say a good kid, but he, he's grown up now and he's uh, hes on top of the world.
0: I just, that's one of my favorite moments of the year, Jonathan. This, I heard it no less than 20 times. Hey, man, Rigsby, I got a hot tip for you. JD's going to the Rocket House car, Shepard's going home, and yada. I, I, don't you wonder sometimes just like where the hell this stuff starts? It's just, our sport has a way of creating this stuff, doesn't it? <laughs>
5: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You know, there there's always somebody around there who just wants to stir up some shit. So, <laughs> you know, who, whoever they are, you know, good for them. I'm glad it makes them feel good. Or maybe it was just, you know, something drunk got in a bar one night, they just want to see how far it can go. <laughs> it Obviously, it. you know, they, they, they've made it to the in hotline <laughs> to talk about their
0: damn <laughs> Well stated. Um, Last couple things here. This COVID year we had, uh, was, and I never really asked you this, you know, I, I at some point, I think Jimmy was, Jimmy went back and, and he was driving a truck and he was doing some other stuff. Was there a point during this COVID year or was there a moment in March or early April where you thought to yourself, Jonathan, shit, I might, I might have to go get a different job. Like, I don't know when we're going to race again. Did you ever have that kind of panic moment at all this year when you thought you might not race or, or where did that get to in your mind?
5: Um, I definitely thought about it. You know, I, I went for- provide for now and um so yeah i definitely thought about it but it never me and lent talked about it a little bit i talked about sell, going out to arkansas and selling cars you know it's something that uh i've been involved in car business all my life anyway and i i went to the car sales and i bought i bought a few cars for him like that and uh so i i kind of started but you know I, I didn't really get far into it but if uh if, if we stayed out a couple more weeks, you know, I was I was fixing to dive in start doing something, and luckily, um, my wife's family has a metal building business that's pretty close to here. That I was actually quitting racing in 2015 and going to scale back and uh, work with them, and y'all know how that turned out. So uh, <laughs> I could definitely uh, always go back there. I think I, I probably got open seat at the table and I want to go
0: back. I want to ask a few, for a few predictions from you before we go, if we can. Two predictions. One, make a, an industry prediction for next year, something, anything about dirt late model racing as a whole, and then secondly, make a Jonathan Davenport prediction for next year. You can start with either one, either a prediction about yourself or a prediction just about dirt late model racing as a whole. You go either one first.
5: Hmm. I <laughs> Wish I had that crystal ball, um, but... <laughs> I'm I'm gonna predict I definitely have a, a better year than I had last year. Um I, you know, um especially with what I'm hearing rumors about Eldoran, everybody knows how much I love that place, you know. If if I got my car anywhere close the first couple of nights there, um I, I feel like uh we could definitely m- maybe knock off another big one there. And then um industry, I'm gonna I don't know, it it's we always wait for that big change that's coming. Yeah, it just hasn't came yet, and so I, I don't know if it's this year or or not. But I don't I don't see a whole lot of stuff changing industry wise this year because we're just we're we're almost going to get back in routine to where we was two years ago because 2020 was so crazy, and now that the the industry is picking back up and the parts suppliers are behind and things like that. So I I think we're going to be working more towards getting ready for 2021 than actually, you know, changing the sport.
1: I got a prediction for you, J.D. 15, 17, 19, World 100 winner. 21, you could maybe possibly be, the rumor is, there could be two World 100s on an odd year. So maybe you could uh, double up on your win total for the World 100 and catch Billy Moyer. You never know.
5: <laughs> well, I tell you what, if that happens, I, I may not leave that place on Wednesday.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: he just stays. That'd be perfect. Uh, that's that. I can't believe nobody mentioned the double Eldora rumor, right? Eldora's sort of been... Flaunting it on social media a ton. And uh, I've asked all my reporters, give me a good rumor, Jonathan, and no one's mentioned that yet. I think we're all hearing that, right? Maybe double dreams and double worlds. I don't think it's been decided yet. But can you imagine Jonathan winning $200,000 paychecks in 48 hours or $125,000 paychecks or two globes in 48 hours? would be pretty wild, wouldn't it?
5: It seems almost as damn crazy as me going to the rocket house question. Well, I haven't <laughs> put much, much faith in it yet until i until I really hear somebody that that I know knows something say it, but um now I know something I'm hearing from you so. Maybe it's got a little weight to give.
0: There you go. I like it. There you go, Derek. What if Jonathan, two, two the two. He the just pick... goes from three to five in one year, I know. and he's saying, hello, Moyer. He, he's right behind Moyer in one year almost. would be incredible. Jonathan, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time. I guess we'll see you not that far from now, a little over a month in Golden Isles. Um, are you, you starting at Golden Isles? Are you going to Volusia before, or are you going to start at Golden Isles? We haven't 100%
5: decided yet. Uh, what we're going to do, I know, uh, we're getting, we're getting another truck and trailer, so we got to get all this swapped over. We still haven't got it. And I know whenever we start cleaning out our old one, we're going to see this paper that we all signed that said we would never go back to Volusia unless we had to, (laughs) um, that we signed and we all signed last year. So we're probably going to find that, but, uh, I'm not going to persuade the guys to go Who, who knows, but, um. Just thanks for having me on. I got to say, thanks to uh, Nutrient Egg Solutions, as always, and Spartan Mowers, ASC Warranty, um, Longhorn Chassis, uh, definitely Cornet and Clement's Racing Engines, who's retired. And we may uh, have a little something extra for you next year. It, it's going to be uh, pretty fun.
0: All right. Jonathan, thanks so much, man. Merry Christmas if I don't catch you before. Tell Rachel and Blaine we said hello. Thanks, bud.
5: All right, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to y'all.
0: Yeah, thanks. Very happy I didn't think about that, Derek. From three to five, how yeah, that'd be insane. Because I remember eh? in the
1: video cast last year; they were saying if he could win this one, he was only three away from tying Billy Moyer, and he's. Had a good track record at Old Dor. He'll be a, definitely a contender here the next few years. Well, you place. can hear
0: the confidence in his voice, too. Before we get to the Kevin Kovac Memorial Notes section to finish this, we've been talking a lot about rumors, right? He's at
1: the bar drinking okay. at the Chubb, Chubb Frank Bar. We're so not making ready.
0: this a long conversation, okay? I'm just warning you right now. I know that's going to be hard for you, okay? This has to be I'm, snapping, I'm ready to okay? go okay? home. <laughs> All right, so we've been talking a lot about rumors. Nobody has more rumors in the industry than Boom Briggs. So I'm telling you, 2020,
1: out of how many rumors he gave me, he was pretty accurate. I'm like 95. percent Well, he knows. There's no
0: doubt about He's that. He's the mayor. You hear me dialing right now. These aren't rumors. These are boomers. Boom Briggs. Boomers. We're gonna get him on the Integra Shocks and Springs hotline real quick. Dustin just sighing over here. It's the thought of boom getting on the line. Yes, sir. Hi, is this noted dirt late model competitor, Boom Briggs?
4: Yes, Derek. <laughs> Whoa, oh, yes. Hurts. This
0: was Rigsby. That hurts my feelings, Boom. That hurts. Oh, well, Derek's the one texting me, so I,
4: hello, Michael. How have you been? I'm
0: doing good, Boom. We're coming from Jonathan Davenport. Just got off the line. We are live on the air with you right now. We're recording for the video cast. I told Derek, I said, okay. you're going to want to talk to Boom all day. This has got to be a short conversation because we can't talk to I'm Boom not all day. I'm good with that. i okay. okay, you're busy. So we've been talking rumors all day. I want to know one or two great rumors out there that Boom Briggs has heard. What do you got for us?
4: You know what? That's a tough one because I was in Florida for two or three weeks. I've been home for about 10 days. I'm going back Friday. Uh, I guess different rumors on who's running what series. I've heard of just
0: slight, but I really haven't talked to that many people. Derek, are you buying this? I, I don't I don't buy I I'm not buying it from Boom. Hi. Right now. He's being he's being I don't know politically correct. Yes, because right he's
1: online. It's unreal, Boom. You got I something I'm for BNB. us.
0: I really have not talked to that many people. It's been uh, Well how's T Mac been? Yeah, T give us a give us that wellness check on T Mac. How's he doing? T Mac,
4: uh oh t max all right he's going testing next week uh i think he needs to get out of his house a little bit you know he's been kind of he lives in new york and cooped up cooped up yeah i figured that out last week when i flew into new york that won't happen again because (laughs) that state of new york is you get off an airplane in new york and they want you to fill out paperwork where you've been so you can't tell him cooped up a little Yeah, yeah yeah i like I said, I'm on a one-way ticket, and I live in Pennsylvania, so I'm not doing that paperwork out. <laughs> but, no, he's good. I mean, he's. Uh, I think he's really anxious for next year. He's got a lot of good things they're going to go test him next week. So, now I talked to him today. He's, he's pretty upbeat, actually.
0: Can you give me one, before we let you go, just give me maybe one thing, one nugget, boom. It doesn't have to be earth-shattering, just something to give the people wet their appetites a little bit.
4: <laughs> I'm telling you dude it's tough because uh well I can give you a no I don't want to say a rumor but I can tell you something that sure. Daryl fished with me for 2 weeks and he puts his own bait on now, takes his own fish off, can cast as good as me. Daryl is an official, official bass fisherman now.
0: Derek, is that acceptable? We're going to have to let we're going to have to be acceptable with that, I guess. I'll let that
1: go, but how excited are you now that your t- teammates a little bit with the Barry, right? And then you kind of separated a little bit, but now you're back at it both with XR ones. You guys can feed off some speed secrets with each other.
4: Yeah. You know, I'd like a little credit for that, you know, but whatever. Did you I get any care. commission? Well, listen, I'm the one that switched first and everybody forgets that, but
2: you know, listen, we're, Shane
4: and Ch- Chubb and Shane have been full court around here. I mean, I already had a brand new car done before we went to Charlotte. The car I've been racing, which is a good car, they stripped it nothing. It's going back together. I got fresh motors, new truck and trailer. I've got a new kid coming. Uh,
0: You're going to be a dad? Your, w- your wife's having a baby? I got a kid coming to help Shane. Oh, sorry.
4: I'm, yeah. go- I'm going at this year harder than I've ever went
0: at it. All right, Derek, there you no, have I it. called it
1: last week, boom. I said there you're, you're gonna win Derek. a national I said you're gonna win a well, national touring to race.
0: Weeks, I found out Michael. He is. He's coming to Speed Weeks early and he's gonna hang out with you. Please keep him alive. I need him for the forty 40- uh,
4: I will keep him alive, but please send the credit card because I don't think I should have to pay for Derek because he can't go to Phoenix. Well he I need him in Florida. I can't he can't do both. He's only one man, boom. He is only one man, but He's a good man. He's my friend. Uh, <laughs> You're my friend. So.
0: All right, Boom. Good. good. Yeah,
4: I appreciate you guys. Listen, I appreciate you guys calling. You've been do- I watch every day. Uh, guys are doing a hell of a job. Keep it up.
0: We love you, Boom. Bye. I love you guys, too. See ya. <laughs> the boomer hour. It was, it was a little flat. I needed a little more from Boom, but he, he, everyone tells him everything. He's got to be careful. That was a test, and he passed it. Yes,
1: passed. exactly. And he... He's ready to go, go full boat
0: this year, Rigsby. Well, we'll see. And I, I said it last week, national touring win. Okay. Let's go. Um, Kevin Kovac, Memorial Notes section. Let's get to it. Uh, this is Casey Roberts. We talked about him earlier. Casey Roberts doesn't know exactly what he's doing next year, but he did, Derek, start a new job in November. He's working on the set of Spider-Man 3. As part of his job, Casey makes sure that the vehicles in the movie are running correctly, the vehicles they used. It's being filmed at the Pinewood Studios in Fayetteville, Georgia. He even gets to hang out and see Tom Holland, Spider-Man himself, regularly, Derek. Casey Roberts rubbing elbows with our Hollywood uh, Tom Holland's
1: a good Spider-Man, but he ain't my Spider-Man. What's well,
0: Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Yes. Obviously. Yeah,
1: him and his company are working on, the, on set there, and that's once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, especially how much Marvel has it expanded over the years Tom Holland great actor great series uh,
0: that'll be a fun time for him the hooker trucking series schedules out I, what I noticed about it they have four three race weekends uh, something those guys in that area up there in the upper midwest know that they love 12 races make up half of those. The 12 races of those four three-race weekends make up half. One of them, Derek, the three-race weekend, less than 80 miles between the, between the three tracks. I've been lobbying Sam Driggers for this years to get back to the Farmer City, Fairbury. 80 miles, three tracks. I love that. I think it's incredible.
1: Yeah, less traveling for the cruise, fancy playing a race weekend. I agree with you. Those things need to happen more and more. Maybe we'll see that in the
0: future, but I don't know. I like the idea. Some more tracks opening. Bloomsburg... Blo- Take two. Bloomsburg Fairgrounds in Pennsylvania, they currently have a half-mile horse track. They're constructing a three-eighths-mile dirt track. Uh, They're going to have two ULMS races this year, Uh, so yet another track, like West Virginia Motor Speedway. Haven't run an auto race there, Derek, in four decades. It's been 40 years uh, since they've run a race there. And lastly, Andy Savory dropped this, too. Barring any additional changes, we will complete 135 events this year in our sport with five-figure paychecks. Last year, was 149, an all-time high. 2018, before that, was the all-time high at 140. So even in the midst of a global pandemic, we are scratching, Derek, the highest five-figure payday amount of races ever. It says a lot about the resiliency of late Models. And racing. I think 2021, we're going to surpass the 149 mark. Uh, we should. I think we'll hit I mean, one. extra time at Speed weeks. Our races, our, our 10 races that are, you know, etc. Yeah, et so it's, it's definitely going over. Uh, I showed this on the video cast last week, but I want to end with it. Our live and on-demand schedule for January and February. Look at this in January. All the stuff that Flow Racing has live. Mac, throw that up. Everything from the Lucas Oil Tulsa shootout, to the hangover at 411. We have the Ice Bowl now, the Wild West shootout, an incredible field in Arizona. Oh, by the way, Derek, this little race called the Chili Bowl will be live. The Lucas Oil Chili Bowl live. Uh, all the preliminary events leading up to the A-Main on Flow racing mods at east bay the wild wings shootout incredible 410 race out west all-star sprints at screvin cabin fever at boyd's february pretty busy for us on the live front too. all-star sprints more at east bay ascs sprints out west lincoln derek lincoln starts in february stock cars. steve gigas will be there he will be uh (laughs) february live schedule of course derek we are one month out our on demand, our award winning on demand live Speed Weeks coverage, full coverage of every event, starting with you at Volusia. Ben and I will not join you until Golden Isles because we'll still be in Arizona. Speed Weeks coverage on demand, Derek, begins um, begins there. I'll leave in 35 days for that, you by leave the way. In 35 days. On Monday, Derek has his awesome piece called. That happened this year that comes out on December 14th. I will have a Rigsby report I'm looking forward to with Rick Eckert. Scrub. Scrub next week on the 16th, and the best of coverage continues. And, Derek, one more suave talk with Turbo before Christmas, or we're, we're good before Christmas now, I think. I think right? we're going to
1: do one right before okay. he heads off to Arizona. Arizona. He's okay. going all the way from Arizona straight to Speedweeks. He's one of the few guys doing that. Suave.
0: He'll have 30 races in before, before Valentine's Day, which has never been done in Dirt Late Modern Racing before, so. He's going to be Um, super trucking uh, cross 10 with me in turn. I-10 all the way from Phoenix all the way to Jacksonville, Florida. That is hard to believe. What is it, uh, 40 hours? How many hours is it? Uh, I think it's like 36. Oh, God. Wheel. Yeah. Well, good luck, guys, obviously. Uh, (laughs) For Derek Kessinger, Michael Rigsby, Dustin McCarty, uh, JD, and everybody we had on the line, thanks so much, guys. That's our last video cast before the holidays. I'll have a Rigsby report, more best-of content, and uh, we'll have some surprises for you along the way, too, in the next couple weeks. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in.